to another episode of Evansville Underground Music Podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm your host here tonight with Conrad. Hello. Welcome to Evansville. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. It's first time. Here. First time. First, here? Well, I think I might have driven through it, but maybe I didn't realize I was driving through Evansville. Okay. I've, I've played a lot in Wisconsin. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I like Evansville. It's a good good vibe in Evansville. Where's uh Where's home base for you? Uh, right now, we live in Kerrville, Texas. We live about uh, two hours, uh, well, not about two hours, about like an hour, hour and a half west of San Antonio on Highway 10. Okay. So my wife's there, my boys are there, mother-in-law's there, uh, uncles and aunts live kind of within the area. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, man. Been there about 15 years. You ever find a place called uh, Enchanted Rock? Yeah, of course. Yeah. My son, <laughs> so Kai, he's my 12-year-old. Just went on a camping trip to Enchanted Rock two, three days ago. No kidding. Yeah, and they flushed a rattlesnake. They almost got bit. They no kidding. Up. Yeah, yeah. I had they, a cool they were just there for two nights. I was camping there, and uh, this is one of my top ten like unexplainable things ever. I felt a warm. I was with my buddies, and I uh-huh. felt a warm spot move through me. Oh, we were wow. walking single file on a trail, and we all felt it right down the like. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We all went right down the line. It what? was, it was. I don't know. That's so I read trippy. about them, and um, like a horizontal thermal. It like you know, <laughs> but I guess it's a spiritual thing. Like it's, because wow. uh, um, yeah, it, like it didn't. It like moved through us. It was really weird, man. It was really enchanted odd, rock. But, There's a yeah. lot of you know, Texas folklore. There's so much. Whether you call it energy or uh-huh. uh, just a riddle and rhyme of of just the history of Texas and the Native American groups that lived there in Texas as well. And right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good on you. Thanks. Thanks, Joel. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not a podcast unless Joe interrupts it with a whiskey shot. It's, it, <laughs> it's an Evansville Underground Music podcast um, now. So, and we feel that in the Hill Country. Like the Hill Country yeah. of Texas is a really unique part of Texas. Sure. Uh, it, it's it's fed by the Guadalupe, a lot of yeah. cypress, a lot of green, yeah. even in drought. Uh, so a lot of good energy. Kerrville's known for its Kerrville Folk Festival. And okay. Music just south of Luckenbach and Luckenbach, Bandera, yeah. where Willie used to live. And uh, 13th Floor Elevators, some of the guys are out of Kerrville. Okay. So a lot of history with uh, music in Kerrville. Terry Allen's out of Terry Texas. Allen, yeah. yeah. Terry Hendricks is out that way. Lloyd Maines come down and play all the time. Uh-huh. Um, uh, uh, Kinky Friedman's uh, out there by uh, Medina, um, and the road goes on forever. Um, who's our boy? Who's our writer? I'm not forgetting his name. The road goes on forever. Hmm. I miss. I don't know. I can't um, believe I'm forgetting. No, not Ray Wiley. Um, I'll remember it. I'll remember it. I'll, I'll yeah, figure that out. Not Stevie Ray. No, no, no. Um, but we're it's, we're just known for Central Texas for all right. those pickers. We really are. Right. And, and one place I never got to in Texas, West Texas, was um, Marfa. See the Marfa oh, yeah. lights. Yeah. Have you been there? Uh, well, out there by the Silver Range, I haven't spent a lot of time in Marfa. I've gone through. Okay. A lot of friends in Kerrville that head out through Marfa and then down to uh, Alpine and Terralingua. Okay. And that's on the way to Big Ben. Uh-huh. Uh, if you like night skies uh, in Alpine, Texas, it's some of the best night skies. Oh, I bet. There's no light pollution. Right. It's all black. Just so you just bl- see... Skies above skies. I'm gonna look up that song if I can find that. Song. Cool. Yeah, look it up. My next question for you. I need to know. I've been asking the bands how you got how you got your name. So possessed by Paul James. Yep. Mine's straightforward. Mine's like um music for me is functional. Uh huh. Jeff, because I'm a school teacher by trade for about 23 years now. Robert O'Keen. Robert O'Keen's Robert bigger. Robert O'Keen. Okay. And his big hit was the road. Road goes on forever. The party never ends. He's like nice. a Texas Hall of Famer and nice. a heavy hitter in Kerrville. Now retired. Um, but in Texas, 
as school teachers, you don't have a bargaining rights. You don't have, uh, we're, we're really a non-union state. Okay. And so we have contracts with our HR and our payroll that we get paid 10 months out of the 12 months or 12 months out of 12 months. But it doesn't give you any workers' rights. So huh? you, they can cancel that contract at any given time. <coughs> and they can take pension as well. And so because you don't have any bargaining rights, it, it's frowned upon to, to moonlight and work two jobs. And, uh, and when I started teaching in Texas, I had a lot of buddies getting fired because they were nude modeling or they were photographer, their photography had nudes or they were like in hardcore punk bands uh -huh. and families would complain because they saw Friday night, you know, so-and-so was doing what. So I didn't want to jeopardize me teaching because I love teaching. I love that trade and that career. Mm -hmm. um, so I needed a pseudonym. And it felt good to use my grandfather's name, Paul Wirt, who was a conservative Amish chicken farmer in Blue Ball, PA. And my dad's middle name, Melvin James Wirt, who was a Mennonite preacher and school teacher uh, who died in 20. Okay. And so the way I, I play, my wife said, I look stupid when I play. She's like, you look like you're possessed. Ah. And I'm like, well, I don't know. It feel, I feel a lot of, uh, it's uncomfortable to play. It feels great to play just to close the eyes, but to be up in front of people. I can be in a classroom, no problem with children, but to be up in front of people and perform, it's a little unsettling. And uh, I, I played like that, I guess. And so the name fit, Possessed by Paul James. Nice, nice. And we didn't have any intention of, of other than just like, well, we'll go by that. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, cool. it hasn't changed. Yeah. How long has yeah. Possessed by Paul James been around? Longer than I, I ever would have thought. <laughs> where it's sustainable, you uh -huh. know, where it like, it started when we started to raise a family because the reality is in Texas, you know, you don't get a lot of income as a school teacher in Texas and our pensions are second to last in the country. And so I had to subsidize it. And so I had to subsidize it with music. Uh -huh. So we had our first boy in 2008. So we started trying around like late 2006 and that's when it started. 2006. Okay. Yeah, so 2006 to 2023. Great. Just to be sustainable. Right. Just like, need more grocery money. Go play, right, <laughs> Go play a show. Right. Yeah. How about leading up to that? Were you in other bands? Were you... Uh, I was a music kid. Uh, I was a music geek in high school. I was a, a music geek and uh, I dropped out of college a lot uh, just to, to, study a, to, to study independent or like save some money working. But I'd still play music. Uh, found some fiddle opportunity playing with some guys in Virginia. Played a little fiddle with some buddies in Austin. Uh -huh. uh, and I just didn't like all the ego, all the stupid ego. Right. I didn't have the time so much because I had to work around a teacher schedule. Uh -huh. um, and the the solo thing just was functional. It worked out. Right. It worked out. Yep. South yeah. by Southwest, that's really blown up, huh? That's a... South by Southwest in Austin is a whole different beast now. Yeah. Uh, it used to be you could play day festivals and it would be like F by F y'all. You know, just day shows, and you'd fill up trash cans with Tecates and anybody with a wristband. Of course, they could come, but if you didn't, you could come too and just pay like a two dollar cover. Huh. Um, South sounds by like, uh, sounds like Evans Underground Music. A little yeah, bit. man. <laughs> well, and that that would have been like in the early two thousands. Uh -huh. Now it's just amazing how much growth has occurred in Austin. Right. And Austin's about two hours n uh, northeast of us. Sure. Where we're at. Um, but when I play it, I'll go up and just do my little thing, and it's like, good lord. Yeah. It's three weeks long, and yeah, yeah, it's intense. I was around that area, oh, probably right around 2000, and yeah, Austin was great, and then I got back there. 
Yeah, 2001, oh. we lived around there. Yeah, I got back there a few years ago. I couldn't believe it, man. It it's was a different skyline. <laughs> it's a whole different From 2000 deal. to 2023, it's a different skyline completely, right. man. Yeah, the right. tallest thing, I think, was the Capitol Building in Frost Bank. Yeah, sounds right. Back in 2000. And yeah. now, uh, it looks like a San Francisco skyline. It's crazy. We used to always, oh, I think it's called, is it called the Gas Pipe? A little uh-huh. head shop down there. We used to always go park down there. And Planet K, Gas Pipe. Yeah, I went and go park down coffee. there. It's all hotels around oh, yeah. and now. Everything's huge. It's like, whoa, this is Sixth all Sixth Street, where there. it used to have a drag off Red River and Lovejoys. All those places are gone. Egos, yeah. uh, all those places are gone. Yeah. Um, but there's still badass people in Austin. Oh, for sure. Still badass creative music in Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah for it's sure. Big as hell. So you're uh, you're on a little mini tour here. Yeah, but I balance it. I don't. I'm not never one that plays more than say like, oh maybe fifty shows. Okay. A year with teaching. Uh-huh. Usually my family's with me, but our boy got sick back in last April in '22, and he's been sick since then. Oh boy. He not. It's not terminal, uh-huh. but it's he's uh, complications through long term COVID. Uh huh. Um, and so he's homebound. He doesn't go to school, and so I've had to play even less just to prioritize being there. You know? Right. Well, now school's out, and we envisioned that he would have been better by now, but right. he's still not better. Oh man. Um. So I, I have a little four-day run, then I'll fly home. Then I have another little four-day run in Colorado, and then I'll fly home. Uh-huh. Break it up. And then I've got like a two and a half, three-week run, uh, heading to the north uh, east with. Um, Buddies, as we do an album release, we're cool. doing we're doing a record release. Yeah. Cool. What's the name of the album? Uh, Fighting for our own survival. Okay. Yeah, feels good. We did one in twenty, called uh, as we go wandering, which was real folky, real contemporary and folky. And then the co- then the you know COVID kicked its ass, but people enjoyed the songs, which was nice. Nice. So these songs, equally so, you know, they're all the writing and the reflection during COVID and. I don't know about y'all, but we got our asses kicked. My dad died related to COVID, respiratory failure. Yeah. My father-in-law died. He, he had cancer. This is all like boom, 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 boom. Our mother-in-law, Kay, passed away, Parkinson's. And then we lost like seven or eight buddies. Wow. Just, you wow. know, fentanyl, motorbike accidents, you know, just bad. That's some bad lot. choices, some just fate. And so the writing was like very reflective of the struggle. Uh-huh. Uh, but still a lot of rejoicing, you know, still yeah. a lot to be thankful for. Yeah, that's so, awesome, man. Yeah, it feels good. It feels like a good record. Yeah, cool. So I like listening to it. <laughs> I imagine, you know, there's there's a lot of emotion in that record. You there know? is, and that's, the, Jeff, that's the nature of the show. It's like, I was raised Mennonite, uh-huh. and, you know, like little things, you can't dance when you're Mennonite, and, you know, you don't go out. So as much, like with your buddies, there's restrictions and whatnot. And so... Like the music always comes up in a real passionate way. It may not always sound in tune. Something might break, but there's always passion. Right. There's always sincere passion. Right. And this, yeah, th- this one. There's some real beautiful pieces, like "Nightmare Waltz." "Nightmare Waltz" was a song I wrote back in 2006 or seven about my wife and I. Uh-huh. Won't you dance with me in my nightmare? Or my love. Won't you dance with me in my nightmare? Oh, love. I know I'm no man and no magazine. It's like uh-huh. one of the first lines in there, and. A lot of our early stuff would just be recorded on the fly at live shows. Uh-huh. And uh, this one, we got to lay down some piano and lay down some trumpet and lay down some walking bass and really just make it sound gritty. Wow. So there's some real highlights for me on this record. I enjoy it. Wow, It was man. a fun process. I'm yeah. so excited to see you tonight. Yeah. You, uh, That's on the 16th of June. <laughs> is there um, any particular... Um, musical influences that uh, yeah. um, certain people that uh, stand out to you that yeah yeah I, I t- t- two 
two, I think the two biggest influences, whether they're good or bad, is uh, the performer Richie Havens. He was an old uh, 1970s, 1960s performer. And he played all the way up until his death. Um, uh, he was the first opener at Woodstock because nobody else showed up. Uh -huh. You know, he was like there on time. And that was his, <laughs> that was his call to frame when he did the cover Freedom. <coughs> and I, I just was enamored by, when I saw, I think I saw him on The Muppet Show. Okay. So I was born in 76. Uh -huh. And Muppet Show would have guest artists on there. And I think he was on there. Or maybe I saw him on Sesame Street. I don't know. Uh -huh. And as a kid, he just blew me away. He had big, big thumbs, African-American, wore turquoise rings, and he just sings like nobody's business. Wow. And then writer, writing-wise, uh, Burkowski. Charles okay. Burkowski uh, was one of my greatest influences in writing when I would get into his poems or his volumes of Love is a Dog from Hell. And even though he's criticized and a misogynist and... A real asshole up until his death, from, like, considered by a lot of people. His writing was so powerful on how broken and, and utterly bitter and deformed it was so loving and passionate. You know, it was like the black and blue epitome of love. And I just fell in love with that. Wow. To express passion and love with someone, but you recognize your brokenness in it. I just, I, I melt over that type of shit. Wow. Um, but... Yeah, if, if if folks don't know Charles Bukowski's writings, you know, uh, "Love Is a Dog from Hell" is a great introduction to his his poetry. Okay, and uh, then you go from there. Ham on Rye, you name it. Post Office, you name it. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, we keep these pretty short, Conrad. We yeah. are super honored to have you here in Evansville. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for being here, Joe. Yeah, you got man. any uh, got any last things before we let him go here? No. I ramble. I'm, I'm a school teacher, so I ramble. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Um, no, I just thank you for coming, and it's going to yep. be an uh, exciting night. One thing I want to say is usually we start out our um, season real nice and mellow, but our first show of the year, the summer, we're starting it out with a bang. Oh, that's cool. Be, yeah, it's going to oh, be nice. a great show. Real this nice. is one of our bigger shows for the summer. Oh, nice. Everyone's excited. Oh, so. man, my, my pleasure. I'm happy. Thanks for coming. My pleasure. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Conrad. Take care.